Do you like free stuff? I do. BlueprintMCAT.com. Go sign up for a free account. Get access to Blueprint MCAT's Diagnostic, Blueprint MCAT's Full Length One, Blueprint MCAT's amazing brand new space repetition platform with over 1,600 flashcards already made for you, as well as their amazing study planner tool. Schedule out the content so you know if you are on track to take the MCAT when you need to. Again, that's blueprintmcat.com for all of those free goodies. The MCAT Podcast, session number 126. A collaboration between the medical school headquarters and Blueprint MCAT. The MCAT Podcast is free MCAT prep to help you understand the MCAT, teach you how to break down questions, and give you the skills and confidence to get the score you want on your MCAT test day. Learn more about Blueprint MCAT at blueprintprep.com slash MCAT. Welcome to the MCAT Podcast. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray. Thank you for taking some time to join myself and Clara from Next Step Test Prep today here on the MCAT Podcast where we talk about the MCAT, everything and anything related to the MCAT For the last several months, we've been going through question by question, passage by passage, discrete question over discrete question through Next Step Test Prep Full Length 10. Now, if you're interested in full length exams, practice full length exams, check out nextsteptestprep.com. Use the promo code MCATPOD, that's all capital letters, M-C-A-T-P-O-D, to save 10% on those full lengths. Let's go ahead and continue our breakdown of full length 10 bio biochem diving into passage six. All right, Claire, back for some more MCAT podcast with Next Step Test Prep full length 10. This time we have passage six. Last week we had some fun discretes. We're back into the passages this time, which again, as I mentioned last week, it's fun to see the discretes. And then when you see a, a big wall of text, you're like, no. <laughs> uh, but that's the MCAT. So. Uh, let's go ahead and dive in here. Again, if you want to follow along, just go to mcatpodcast.com, find the blog post specifically for episode 126, and you can download these handouts. Okay, so we have a passage here. This is going to be exciting. It's going to talk about cholesterol, um, LDL, HDL, so some fun stuff. Uh, so yeah, we can just get started. Okay. Passage six. Um, cool. I'll, I'll read it out loud. Lipoproteins are composed of a neutral lipid core of cholesterol esters and triacylglycerols surrounded spherically by amphipathic phospholipids, non-esterified cholesterol, and apolipoproteins. The contents of the neutral lipid core may be synthesized de novo or obtained exogenously from the diet. Chylomicrons contain the smallest percentage of protein and the largest percentage of lipids, while HDL and VLDL display the highest and second highest protein-to-lipid ratio, respectively, of the lipoproteins. The apolipoproteins serve a variety of diverse functions, including as coenzymes or activators for enzymes involved in lipoprotein metabolism and as recognition sites for cellular receptors. The apolipoprotein B portion of the lipoprotein LDL is one example. Its binding by LDL-specific receptors in liver cells triggers LDL's endocytosis, digestion, and the removal of LDL, which is rich in cholesterol, from circulation. A group of students studying lipoproteins in a laboratory class conducted two experiments. Experiment 1. The students separated serum lipoproteins by density gradient ultracentrifugation 
in which specific lipoproteins are separated into five sharply banded fractions according to their individual densities. Albumin, fatty acids, steroid hormones, antibodies, serum proteins, and other components were separated as sediment. The identity of each band was confirmed quantitatively by densitometry. Experiment 2. Students were then given four unknown samples containing a single lipoprotein, either VLDL, LDL, HDL, or chylomicrons. Students treated each sample with SDS. Each of the four SDS-treated fractions was then isoelectrically focused at constant voltage for 90 minutes. Hmm. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, the first thing that pops into my mind is uh, I don't see a definition of SDS, so I would be confused right off the bat. Totally. Uh, this is an interesting passage because it's, it's not too long. Um, it's sort of throwing a lot of terms at us, and some of those terms are things we should know, and some are things we should not have to know. Uh, and SDS is something we should actually know from our content review. Uh, so SDS, um, just to, to give it away <laughs> right away, is um, sodium dodecyl sulfate. Uh, so it's a, it's a reagent that is used in certain biotechnologies. So SDS page is a key one where it's um, used to separate proteins. So here we have lipoproteins. We're probably going to separate them and maybe see what's different about them. Okay. And we use SDS for that. Totally. Okay. Why don't you read 32? Sounds good. Question 32. Infection by the hepatitis C virus may result in chronic disease and permanent damage to the liver. If liver function is impaired, synthesis of which of the following molecules found in human blood and isolated in experiment one would least likely be affected in adults? A, steroid hormones and antibodies. B, VLDL, LDL, ILDL, HDL, and chylomicrons. C, antibodies, fatty acids, and steroid hormones. Or D, antibodies only. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Mm. So least likely to be affected. Uh, lots of, of different things here. And so we need to know, basically, I think what it's asking is what is made in the liver, which will be affected if infected with hepatitis C. That is exactly what okay. it's asking. So step one, figure out what it's asking. And so then we have to go through steroid hormones and antibodies. Are those made in the liver i don't think they are uh but we'll go on to b all of the different um lipoproteins i, I think those are uh c uh antibodies and it gets a little confusing here because it's like well a has antibodies in it and c has antibodies in it um so that <laughs> may confuse me uh but then we have the fatty acids and uh, steroid hormones so a and c are the same except fatty acids is thrown in there for c and then D has antibodies only. Um, and so I am relying on old information in my head, uh, but I'm pretty sure that steroid hormones and antibodies are not made in the liver, and so those would be least likely affected. So A? Close. Oh, man. <laughs> super, super close. Um, so antibodies you're correct about. So antibodies are not made in the liver. Uh, do, you, do you remember where antibodies are produced? Uh, antibodies are produced, I mean, 
white blood cells are making yes <laughs> i'm like yeah. uh is this a trick question <laughs> no 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 you're right <laughs> yeah. you're right that's okay. literally it so yeah. white blood cells um b cells specifically produce antibodies and they're producing them and releasing them into the bloodstream so yeah. uh, that's not the liver so antibodies for sure are not made in the liver uh, the problem that you ran into here is that steroid hormones uh, actually oh, every or virtually every sex hormones. I think I had yeah. sex hormones in my head. Uh huh. Okay. Probably did. And you're yeah. thinking about like you know the ovaries. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, steroid hormones in general, um, they are going to be impacted by an impairment in liver function because uh, cholesterol. And um, basically, steroid hormones, and, which are cholesterol-derived molecules, yep. uh, that is going to occur in the liver. So fatty acid and sterile synthesis in particular. Yep. Um, yeah, and then all of these answer choices can kind of give it away because like A has steroid hormones, C has like fatty acids and steroid hormones, and then B has all of these different lipoproteins. So like A, B, and C all have this lipid-based stuff, yep. uh, and that is going to be made in the liver. Yeah. So think of fatty liver. That's, that's what's made in the liver. Uh, all these fatty-based things. Okay. Yeah. So I, I think when I read stero steroid hormones, the first thing that popped in my mind were ovaries and, and testes. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's good. Uh, yeah. But I just completely ignored the steroid part of the mm -hmm. hormone. Okay. Read carefully. Yeah. Apparently, you have to read well to do well in the MCAT. Who knew? Uh, okay. Question 33, newly formed chylomicrons involved in the transport of intestinally absorbed lipids immediately pass from cells of the duodenum into A, lacteals contained within intestinal villi, B, capillaries perfusing intestinal villi, C, lacteals passing through the serous lining of the abdominal cavity, or D, capillaries supplying the muscular layer of the duodenum. Oh, lacteal. So, so I don't remember what lacteals are. Um, it doesn't sound like a normal thing, but obviously it is because it's here in two different answers. I'm like, lac. What's that? What the heck's a lacteal? A lacteal. So I always remember from like if you think of like the lungs, so everything goes right into the capillaries uh, and then back out through everything else. So. Um, the, the one that pops out to me, uh, or as, as not right is, um, the capillary supplying the muscular layer, uh, that's like too, too deep. Uh, and it wants to know immediately passing from the cells of the duodenum into, um, something else. Um, so, oh man. Now, now here's here's what's going through my head right now is because I'm I'm reading this going cells from the duodenum into so if it's in the cell of the duodenum is it already in the intestinal villi or is it not and so that's kind of throwing me off a little bit because you know all those intestinal villi are there to increase the surface uh, the surface volume of the the intestine to absorb all as much as it can and so from the like the lumen of the duodenum to the intestinal villi but if it's already in the cell of the duodenum and maybe i'm thinking about it too much so i'm just going to move on because i can't waste too much time on the mcat and say b capillaries perfusing the intestinal villi 
<laughs> <laughs> well, it's good that you moved on. Um, cause yeah, cause you can, you can really get caught up in this anatomy stuff. Cause the MCAT is obviously, or I guess anatomy is not exactly the right word, but like, you know, like, Oh, is it, is it in the cells line of the duodenum? Is it in the capillaries, et cetera? You can get tangled up in your thoughts, but uh, in this case, the right answer is actually going to be one of the lacteal ones. Okay. Uh, so A or C. And in particular, it is actually going to be uh, A, lacteals contained within intestinal villi. Okay. Um, At least yeah. I got the intestinal villi part right. <laughs> you knew that was right, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so so basically, if we think about, okay, so we have these intestinally absorbed lipids there. Say they haven't been absorbed yet. Say they're like hanging out in the lumen of the intestine. The first place they're going to go is directly into the cells immediately lining uh, the lumen of the intestine. Okay. And, and then we see, yeah, these intestinal villi are basically these projections coming out of the walls of the intestine to increase its surface area. But lacteals are actually small lymphatic capillaries that are that's in what i thought they the were yeah there's, um capillary or capillaries might not be the per like we typically say oh they're lymphatic capillaries um yeah. it's important to note yeah they're not actually capillaries they carry lymph and not blood mm-hmm. uh, but but yeah so so honestly this one can be a lot more simple than what you were trying to do if you just think okay Chylomicrons, that's fat. Um, fat is like one of the only macronutrients that doesn't just pass straight into the blood. Um, and I like to think that's just because it's more complicated because it's so um, lipid-based, right? It's so hydrophobic. It's not going to just get dumped right into the blood, which is very aqueous. Uh, so instead, these chylomicrons with all this dietary fat just goes into lacteals that are um, lining the center of each intestinal villus. Mm, okay, that makes sense. So lacteals, lymph... And and I, I think to make it easier for a student, it was like, oh, like chylomicrons or fat absorption, like you can have a fat embolus. So you don't want fat in the blood blocking uh, potential blood and, and stuff like that. So that's bad to be totally. in the blood. Totally. Okay. All right. All so right. lacteals contained within the villi. Exactly. All right. Question 34. Okay. is all you. All right, I'll read it out. I love this one. Um, familial hypercholesterolemia, FH, is a familial disease characterized by excessive circulating LDL levels, which the following statements, if true, would offer the best support for the claim that FH is a hereditary disease as opposed to one caused by similarities in the diets of affected family members. A, liver cells of affected individuals express non-functional LDL receptors. B, diets of families where FH is common are the same as those in families where FH is uncommon. C, the LDL receptors of some individuals with FH function in an identical manner to those of individuals who do not suffer from the condition. Or D, FH appears to be highly prevalent in some families, but is not observed at all in the large majority of families. It's a long one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so the question's asking, how do we know it is hereditary? A familial disease. The best support. How do we know it's a hereditary disease as opposed to one caused by diets of affected family members? Similar diets. Um, so A, I'm going to leave off the table right now. I'm not going to read that one. Liver cells of affected individuals express non-functioning LDL receptors. So, 
okay, they have non-functioning LDL receptors, but is that the cause of FH? I don't know. Uh, so we'll leave that one for now. B, diets of families where FH is common are the same as those in families where FH is uncommon. Um, so this one is interesting because it's asking for how do we know that FH is hereditary as opposed to one caused by diets? And if the question or the answer is saying, well, everybody's diet's the same, yet you have families where FH is is common. So that's interesting one. But the question is saying which one is the best answer. And I hate these kind of questions. See <laughs> um, LDL receptors of some individuals with FH function in an identical manner to those of individuals who do not suffer from the condition. I, I won't choose that one because that says some individuals with FH. Um, so I don't know if that's the best answer. So I'm across off C. And then D, FH appears to be highly prevalent in some families, but is not observed at all in the large majority of families. And that doesn't make any sense uh, to, to answer this question. Um, and so I, I'm left with, uh, I, I'm left with B because it's, it's saying what is the best support to say that this isn't caused by diets? And B is saying, well, the diets are the same for everybody, but we have families with FH. So why is that? Well, it all must be hereditary. So I'm going to go with B. That's great. That's great. That's perfect. Okay. <laughs> um, this one's hard. People mess this one up all the time. Where um, Where do students typically go? I, I would yeah. assume they go to A. They do. Yeah. Yes. Um, but we get some people with C and D as well. Um, I think just because it's really easy to focus on uh, what's the like what's the best support for the claim that it's hereditary, like the first part of that question, uh, whereas uh, the second part of the question is talking about, oh, we're also trying to prove that it's not caused by similarities in their diets. And, and you saw through that right away and you saw, oh, B is the one that addresses diets, so B is the best answer. But a lot of times students are trying to like look around for support that it's hereditary, so they look for like A, C, D. Um, but really none, A, C, and D don't do anything towards telling us that it's hereditary and not caused by diet. Like even A, like um, we go back to that, liver cells of affected individuals express non-functional LDL receptors. Uh, and I think you asked like, oh, is, is are non-functional LDL receptors even the cause of this disease? Yeah. Uh, but even if they are, it's like we don't know whether those LDL receptors are non-functional because of something hereditary or because they're non-functional because of um, these people's diets. Diets, so, kind of like yeah. type 2 diabetes. Totally. Yeah. Uh, so it could be either. So only B really gets down to the core of what the question is asking. All right. I saw right through it. <laughs> good job. Said. Okay. So good, uh, interesting questions, uh, some, some anatomy type questions, uh, just some uh, experiment type questions, but trying to figure out is this a hereditary disease or not. And uh, yeah, overall, uh, good, good questions about the liver and lipoproteins. Absolutely. All right. So there you have it. Passage six from Next Up Test Prep, full length 10 bio biochem section. If you're getting ready to take the MCAT, if you're getting ready to prepare to look into the MCAT, go check out the pre-med playbook guide to the MCAT. It is our breakdown, Next Up Test Prep, and my breakdown of the MCAT. Everything that you need to know, kind of A to Z of what the MCAT is, and then it includes also some practice stuff from Next Step at the end of the book. You can find that book on Amazon. Again, that's 
the pre-med playbook guide to the MCAT. Hope you have a great week. Next week, we'll break down passage seven from Next Step Test Prep Full Length 10.